0: This episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor, Oakley. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not just the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to Oakley.com for more information today.
1: The final seconds, and we're hearing the Obi chance for a Madison Square Garden. And he caps it off with his 10th rebound, a double-double on a 42-point night. And you can see his teammates loving it. And he's got a smile on his face pretty much. Chris.
2: Lynn, what's going on, Chris? Uh, It's quickly still at the $80 to $100 million mark after the Reeves deal. Let me stop and answer that right now. The Reeves deal is its own entity. That's the most that the Lakers could have given him. They gave him literally every incentive they could possibly put into that contract. They gave him a a trade kicker. They gave him a player option. They gave him all kinds of stuff. Um, They couldn't pay him more than that. So it's it's apples and rocks. Uh, Also glad we're done arguing about a a 15-minute-a-game player.
1: I, well, just in terms of the first point, 100% agreed uh, that you said quickly still should be getting somewhere in that range. I think 80 might be a little low, but I mean, look, it could, it could still top up as more than that. It, it just depends on the market. It depends on what quickly wants to wait for, yeah. but other teams, and this is kind of why the restricted free agency has been pretty muted is it's really tough to, to try to get a team to bite. Because teams don't want to be leveraged and tie up their cap space if they have it. So the Knicks could, of course, let quickly go to cap, go to free agency and try to do their best. But that doesn't mean they want to be in that position because now between the deadline and essentially December of 2024, there'd be this 10-month period where the Knicks can't trade them at all. So that's why the Knicks probably would be more focused on the dollar amount and the team control versus getting pinching pennies. But in terms of uh, you know the argument about a 15-minute-a-game player... I, I sure, I guess, I, you know, but it really depends on who replaces Obi. I, I agree. It does
2: depend I, on what, what. See, let's see what they do now. That's the that's the moral of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, thanks, Andy. Uh, oh, sorry. This is Andy's. This is the next comment. So we can't talk about Cam now. We can't talk about Obi, <laughs> but there's still Randall to complain about. Ha! I'm with you, John. Finally, um, yeah. Look, we could talk about Obi as much as you want. Look, I, he'll come up all year. I mean, there's no way he ain't coming up in conversation every time. You know, the first God, the first time he has a twenty point game, can you imagine?
1: It's gonna be There's yeah. a very funny outcome, which is like, yeah, the Knicks really screwed up in terms of how they handle it, but their drafting ability actually was pretty good when you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they drafted a it's star. The galaxy just, brain thing, yeah. Like, oh, we yeah. just couldn't develop him, like Grimes, or quickly, but uh, he developed if it should he blossom. Yeah. We'll see if that uh, if that transpires. Jbri, what's
2: going on, man? I understand the job of the front office is to win games, but as a Knicks fan since the early '90s, if I had to choose, I'd much rather root for a likable team than a chip team. Sucks to see one of those guys leave. Um, yeah, I think reasonable minds may differ on that one. I know that I had more fun watching Josh Hart in the last two months of last season than I probably. This is just me. I'm in, I know I'm in the minority than I ever personally did watching Obi Toppin because um, I just, Josh Hart's more my type of
1: player. Um, but yeah, Obi's fun. He's a fun player. I'll say this. Uh, while I hear you, J-B-R-I, I would imagine there will come a point in which case the Knicks are winning and you still find likable players and you enjoy the winning aspect and the fact that there are people you can root for. Um, not say don't be upset because the Knicks traded one of your favorite players who's extremely likable, but there will be opportunities to still find players that you will like as the Knicks continue to win. And I hope that those players uh, multiply soon for everyone's sake. As do I also like Jalen Brunson, who
2: doesn't love Jalen Brunson? Jalen Brunson wasn't drafted here. You know, he's only been here for a year. It's just about like the guy's gotta be good. Play the ball play, play, play basketball, the sort of basketball that Knicks fans, uh, especially longtime Knicks fans, like, Jbri can appreciate because we remember the '90s, and for a lot of fans, remember the
1: '70s. And that's also more of a defensive focus. With, yeah, if so. we're if we're relying on the '90s, which ironically is not what Obi represented, but nevertheless, the likability well, is undeniable. I, I wonder for how many fans like the fact that the Knicks have never really had
2: anyone like that. Maybe that I think for a lot of people was why they loved them so much because they're <laughs> so different. Um, but yeah, anyway. Uh, Dom, what's going on? Don Cappuccini. Good luck, Obi. Good memories and hope he does well in Indy. Do you think the Knicks are now looking to move
1: Evan before
2: addressing the mid-level exception? Um, Jeremy, you want to take this because you kind of spoke to it already before.
1: Sure. I don't think so. Uh, They're going to focus on the mid-level exception. There's no need to move Fournier. There is a desire to do so. I would hope that they do. I would imagine the Knicks and Fournier hope they can find a viable solution here. But the most pressing thing right now is getting talent in the door. And if that's the free agent talent, which is the most pressing thing, especially look at the trade market to evaluate that way. Go get your free agents. Also try to work the phones to see, hey, is there another deal we could move or we could do? In which case, Fournier is out. But I would prioritize the MLE and trades uh, for better talent before trying to move Fournier, unless Fournier is part of the trade conversations for the better talent. Sound good.
2: No update on that Atlanta trade, by the way. Is it possible they really traded their first-round picks from the last two drafts and draft compensation and just a clear set? That's man. Okay, we'll see. Um, busy. Uh, Indy will be a major competitor with us, and Obie may prove his supporters right. He might, and they might, because I think they're going to be good. Uh, nice style of play will lead to success. I always felt like we would regret this day. You, you have you've been consistent about this busy. So now we'll see. One of us is going to be right. I think. I mean, I said what I think. I think Obi's going to look really good in Indy. I think that there are challenges that come with putting Obi Toppin on the floor unless you could really insulate him on defense. And um, I think the biggest question I have just about Obi Toppin, the basketball player going forward, other than whether the shot gets a little more consistent, a little bit better, is you know if it really gets down to it and it's like a, a, a tight game, two, two good teams, can he be on the floor in the last, you know, 10 minutes of the fourth quarter? Like is he gonna get hunted relentlessly? Uh, cause we've seen teams do that and have some success. So we'll we'll see. It's a big question.
1: There's a part of me that's frustrated that the very first move that the Knicks have done is moving Obi because of the fact that it's not like you can pair a positive and be like, okay, yes, there's all these other parts yeah. about you know, like right now it's Hey, the Knicks didn't do anything in the draft and they've moved a fan favorite in Obi Toppin. But there's no, hey, well, they also did this and that because we're still waiting to see what those next pieces of action are. Uh, just unfortunate timing, but that's that's the way it goes. Um, Jeremy, I'm going to need you to read the next question because I have to uh, let my wife into my apartment. <laughs> Unacceptable, of course. <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, Joseph J., more minutes for Sims. Thoughts better D than Obi. Sims is a 5 they the only reason they played him at the four was because they really didn't have anyone. This was before even Josh Hart was on the team. I would not be, I would not be expecting Sims to be playing minutes unless there is an injury to Mitchell Robinson or Isaiah Hartenstein. Hartenstein of course played the entire season. Uh, he was very healthy and durable, uh, better D than Obi. I look, he switches nicely, but he's, he's got the blocking skills for sure. Knows for the ball, but I wouldn't call him a strong defender. I wouldn't particularly call Sims a good defender. I'd call him a a really capable offensive player, especially on the boards and with the bounce, but the defensive part is not where Jericho Sims strengths lie. Um, And I wouldn't want him on the perimeter either. John, do you have any thoughts?
2: Jericho Sims is a, Really, 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 really good third string center and might turn into a good backup center. Um, That's about the only place that I want to see Jericho Simpson.
1: Mm -hmm. So,
2: yeah. Nick Davidoff. what's going on? Thanks, Nick. Appreciate the contribution, man. Uh, Trying my best. Is Fournier on the roster? Opening night? I don't think so. If not, where can he be traded? San Antonio seems off the table now after taking on Osmond S- uh, Stevens from Cleveland. Thanks, guys. Uh, San Antonio is not off the table by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I had, I had the most updated numbers. I think they still have close to thirty million dollars in space. Or maybe it's maybe it's twenty. It's definitely more. It's definitely enough to inherit. Fournier. Uh, that's for sure. It's at least 20. Fournier makes about 19. So, uh, yeah, that's on the table.
1: Um, you know, yeah. we'll... Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think Chetty Osman and Lamar Stevens should be the deal breaker for why Fournier to the Spurs would not happen. Yeah, yeah um, You it, can I, also trade... Like, the Knicks don't necessarily need to acquire both of them because of the cap space the Spurs have. The Knicks could theoretically move Fournier into the Spurs cast space, the Spurs could send something minute back or they could send Stevens or they could send uh, Osman or they could send both because they're aggregated together, but they're not going to be able to send Osman um, and another. Well, actually, they could if they broke up the trade at two, they could do it that way. But uh, bottom line, we're getting two in the weeds here. It, it should not be ruled out by any stretch right now. No,
2: absolutely not. <clears throat> Spencer. Whoa. Thank you, Spencer Guys, What's going on, man? This is incredibly generous. Um, again, for, for Saturday in July, man, Knicks fans are absolutely the best. Uh, I want to thank you guys for all your time and energy over the last week, keeping us Knicks fans updated with great content. It's, we, love, we do it because we love it, and it's meaningful to us. Um, we love this league. We love the team. We love thinking about it, and we know other people love thinking about it um, as much as we do. And it's caused a great community and the generosity that the community has shown us is just never ceases to amaze me. Seriously. This is incredibly generous. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hope all is well. Um, And I hope you're, hope you're going to do something fun for the rest of this day, wherever you are. I forget where you, um, I forget where Spencer's at in the, in the the great world of ours, but hopefully it's nice where you are and you're enjoying Saturday afternoon. Uh, JBRI. Welcome to the, JMAC Julius Randall Appreciation Pod. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think I'd. Uh, I didn't think I'd see it either.
1: Um, hold on one sec. I'll be right back again. Jeremy. I got you. Oh, sure. So apparently we have a uh, a marathon going on right now of Robert Cross questions. So uh, or. or- comments so let's get to them uh robert cross first time long time john sorry he got stuck with me obi never had a chance here failure of the front office failure of the coach period hashtag 53 wins yeah i mean look we talked about before the fact that Obi didn't have plenty of opportunities because of julius randall's presence um and because of how the front office and tibbs view obi as more of a four and less of a five the infrastructure wasn't there and at the same time in the role that obi was in he was not able to rise to the occasion which had gone a different way it they didn't. I'm sure the Pacers will be the victors of this because two second round picks again, not a lot at all, but uh, we'll see. Um, Obi Toppin's a nice basketball player.
2: He's not more important than the team. No one's more important than the team. I mean, actually, that's not true. There's like Jalen Brunson's probably more important. Yeah, there's like there's about 10, 5, 10, maybe 15 guys in the league that are more important than the team. Obi Toppin ain't one of them. Obi Toppin ain't close to being one of them. And the coach and the front office that I'm sure you're trashing up and down today, Robert, they got this team to the playoffs two of the th- last three years. A team that does not have a track record for anywhere sort of success similar to that. Um, this team is on the right direction by all accounts. Everybody across the NBA seems to agree. Hey, man, that dumpster fire in organization for 20 years, they're doing some right things. They're being patient this summer. Uh, they made a mistake here. There's some blame to go around for the mistake. It's okay to point out the failure. It's okay to say it's a failure, but to 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 have the tone that I know you have because I've talked to you offline enough to know you 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 are really down on this today. It's just not deserved. It's just not deserved. This organization has done too much stuff right over the last few years. Um, they didn't get this one right. It happens. Uh, Robert with another one. Julius deserves all the smoke. Chaotic individual, no show in the playoffs twice, subpart defender, effort uneven on the regular hashtag 53 wins. Look, I already defended Julius Randle once on this podcast. He was hurt in these playoffs. And we got one more. I'll be honest, the staunch defense, defense of Julius makes me stomach sick. I'm sure it does. Um, that's a nice bonus for me. This is the guy who's been given a lot of leeway on the 90s Knicks. Dude would have never survived. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert, I sometimes think that you have no concept of what it means to play or build a winning basketball team. You need talent. It, it's, you need talent, man. And you want to go look across the league. At, got, at Kyrie Irving getting $140 million, and James Harden is a co- about to command a trade return. And Kevin Durant keeps getting team after team to bend over backwards and trade everything and then some for his talents. When uh, if he wakes up on the wrong side of the bed on a particular day, he's like, oh, I don't want to be here anymore. And those are the three most popular examples, but there are other ones. You know, Dame's great at PR, Dame's great PR guy. He's no different than any of these guys. He just liked being the big fish in a small pond. And finally, he got sick of it. And a day after his team went out and spent $160 million on a glorified role player, he's like, you know what? Peace. This is the NBA owners, organizations, GMs, presidents of basketball bend over backwards to cater to talent because talent is what wins. Talent is what matters. And Julius Randle may not be your cup of tea. He certainly wasn't mine last year. And you know why? Because the talent didn't warrant it because he was bad. That was one year. The other two years out of the last three, he's been damn good. And for you to want to toss that out like it's nothing is insulting to what we do here because we want to see a team win a championship someday. And unpalatable as it may be, Robert, Julius Randle helps that effort. Because he's good. He's better than Obi Toppin. So go get league pass. You can watch your beloved Obi Toppin, throw down dunks, and get beaten his ass off on defense. Not make threes. Not do a whole lot of the other stuff Julius Randle does on the court that leads to winning. Come on, man. Enough of this stuff. Robert with another one. I agree with you, Busy. I have a bad feeling about Obi and Indy. Hashtag 53 wins. Busy will be right there watching right next to you. I'm sure. Guys, I'll send you some Pacers jerseys. How about that? New York Knicks fan. First time, long time. This doesn't fix the roster and minute distribution. What do you think the next move is? I mean, we've talked about it so much. I have no idea. Steven Chenzo. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's... That's... Yeah. Imagine. I, I would imagine that's it.
2: That would be my guess. Marlon Small. <clears throat> Here's what's next. Evan Fournier and four seconds for a protected future first... To this,
1: I'm assuming we're we're getting the protected future first from this person? I would imagine that's the goal here.
2: Okay. Sign Dante and Grant Williams. Well, they're not going to sign. They can't sign both of those guys. Uh, they could sign one of them. Uh, I don't know if they have... I don't know if 12... Although I heard... Uh, what was it? Charlo was apparently negotiating with uh, Grant Williams or talking to Grant Williams. And they only have the mid-level too. So who knows? Maybe Grant does sign for the mid-level. Um, I don't think he's going to sign here. I think it'll be DiVincenzo, but we'll see.
1: Yeah. Uh, if I'm the Spurs, that's not a great deal for me. I'd rather just have the first-run pick than than swapping one out for several seconds. Uh, Grant Williams, why is he coming to New York? Because we're just talking about the fact that Obi Toppin couldn't even play more than 18 minutes with Julius Randle on the roster. Grant Williams last year played 26 minutes. The year before that, 24. The year before that, 18. So, uh, I mean, we're two seasons removed, I guess three, from... Grant Williams playing more than what Obi Toppin got this past season. What is the incentive if you're Grant to signing here? How And also the Knicks probably have to do it via sign and trade because the Celtics still have his matching rights. They made mm. him a restricted free agent. Uh, so it's, it just doesn't, it's not going to work. I would agree.
2: Oh, dog. So we have an injured Randall with no backup. Yeah, it's a problem right now. Um, now we have to pray the ankle injury doesn't affect Randall going forward. Need to take that into account. It's a smart point. It's a very well, smart point. Yeah.
1: Uh, you don't wait, think so? Well, okay. Let's let's take a step back with the ankle injury. It was more of a cleanup that was done. That's what was said in terms of the surgery. The surgery. Um, Julius has been an iron or has been a workhorse. Like he's consistently been healthy for these games. There has been nothing to indicate that this ankle injury is something that would be a problem moving forward. In fact, it was reported that he would be cleared, especially by training camp, and fully healthy and ready to go. So there's one thing to say: yeah, the Knicks need to still have a backup to Randall in the event that he's hurt. But I just like the idea of an injured Randall when this guy, other outside of this very first season in the NBA, where he played less than a half, I believe, and then has played consistently for his entire career. Like, I just don't think we can equate it to he's an injured player. I think he's a player who had an injury and has been cleared up and there's nothing to signify from any of the reporting that we've had that he will continue to be injured and this injury will follow him.
2: Yeah, I don't. I let me be clear. I don't think he suddenly turns into an injury risk. I just mean in the immediate future, I wonder where we've been told he'll be ready for camp. Right. And we sure. have no reason to not believe that.
1: Um, but it is a guy who did get a procedure done, you know, um, but, but a procedure and a clean, like, I, I don't, we, I don't mean to make it be semantics, but it is important. There's a difference. Between it is is. You're right. something that is maybe trying to clean up the area versus actually go through and repair something that's in dire need. Um and this was the former, not the latter.
2: Yeah. It's also not a knee. It's not a some you know, some something, something really bad. Uh the Jared X, 320. Uh, thanks for the contribution. Appreciate it. Dom Cappuccini, any trade exception to be expected in a few uh days that we got, yeah, they're the gonna get
1: a trade exception. Six point yeah. eight million dollar trade million. exception. Which
2: I mean six point eight isn't a lot. Um it's not nothing, though.
1: Every, every trade exception counts. Mm-hmm. We'll see what they do. It's it. up to them to be creative about how to use it.
2: So we'll see. Man, I wish the the new CBA let you combine trade exceptions. Oh. Oh well. uh, Kevin Danishevsky, if you're surprised at what John is saying, you haven't been listening for long. The only thing is, I'm a little more worried about bad Randall games now. Um, well, that's again, that is very fair. And again, that's where I get why Robert obviously is saying what he's saying, because bad Randall games is the most frustrating thing in the world. Um, but I also don't know that like, like Obi was good for a jolt of energy, right? When when things were down. And that's what we're gonna miss most from him. He, he he could he could his energy was infectious. He's the sort of player that you put him out on the floor, especially when he got to play against backups, because anytime Randall was having those bad games, Obi would come in He'd come in against backups. It's a nice convenient thing for him. We've never seen him play against starters on a regular basis, other than at the end of a season when the, the games kind of stop mattering. Um They're going to need to figure that out. because,
1: But I mean, Brunson being here helps a lot, I think. For sure. The backup energy you're talking about was even greater with Josh Hart. That's true. So it's not like, hey, Obi's gone and there's no one to fill any sort of off-the-bench juice. If anything, the Knicks already did that by finding a better player in Josh Hart who is able to really kind of center the team and inject some energy into the lineup. Um
2: Bagley just is reporting that he thinks Steven Chenzo is still gonna happen. So we'll see.
0: And now a quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Do you want a pair of shorts that aren't just comfortable but make you look good? Well, Bird Dogs has just what you need. Their stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon but fit way better. That's because they aren't like regular shorts which are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Instead, they invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis but stretches. Now, you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all summer long. So I'll ask again, want to look good while being comfortable? Don't hesitate. Head to birddogs.com to check out their full catalog of shorts, pants, and so much more. You can also use the promo code pool to receive a free Yeti style tumbler with your first order. Again, that's birddogs.com. That's bird B-I-R-D dogs, D-O-G-S dot com and promo code pool P-O-O-L to receive a free Yeti style tumbler with your first order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Hey, what's up? Jonathan Macri here with our good friends at Oakley to tell you why Julius Randle's
2: All-NBA season was more than meets the eye. In scoring over 1,900 points this season, Randle moved into 20th place on the franchise's all-time scoring list. He also averaged just over 25 points a night, becoming the seventh Nick ever to do so. Finally, he became just the 57th player ever to top 57 points. How's that for some symmetry? Yes, we're disappointed by his playoff performance, but even so, this season from Julius Randle gave us more than meets the eye.
0: up, Knicks fans. Express your style and build a look that's made just for you. Oakley's changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train, or just want to look like your favorite athlete? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakleys today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self and an expression of your personality, with Oakley, there's more than meets the eye. Here at Knicks Film School, our motto is look good, play good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. Not a one of us leaves the house in the morning without our Oakleys. And listen up, because it's officially almost summer, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game now. Check out Oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. Also, did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? Now I know what you're thinking. GMAC, what the hell is that? Well, it's a technology solely used by Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and check it out for yourself. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses. That'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me. Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com for more information today.
2: David Joyce, thanks for the stream, guys. The Pacers fans I've talked to are pumped. They should be, uh, and I think rightfully so. We'll miss the, the OB, Obi the person a lot. Pretty sad for IQ. Well, well, we'll see if Manuel Quickly is on this roster on opening night. I imagine he will
1: be, but you never know. If Obi had stayed, by the way, the path for IQ to get paid would have been steeper. Not, not saying it wouldn't have happened, but there's a reason why back in October, Ian mentioned that the Knicks view it as keeping one of the two because there were financial concerns. Yeah. They kind of always were going to be. And now if if Obi had, right. If, if Obi had played better, if the Knicks had had the opportunity for him to play better, both of those things. And we're talking about Obi as a more transformative player, it would have forced a different decision. That would have been a good decision to have a good problem to have, but this has long kind of been one or the other. And it was not going, at least I'm glad it's not IQ who is on the chopping block of the two of them. If there had to be one.
2: Yeah. And IQ's obviously been way too good to be someone who, uh, you know, is, is, is treated as such Uh job Do you think a move for something bigger or simply just a move to give Obi a chance elsewhere? Um, as much as it hurts, I feel this is best. Uh, I, I think there's something bigger. I mean, we've said it several different ways might just be to bring DiVincenzo in. I think both of us remain unconvinced that that is, their idealized finish line, um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. Thanks, Jeb. Jeb, uh, Ben, what's going on, Ben? Happy for Obi, sad for us. Pissed at the front office return. You could be pissed. It's fine, but judge them. Judge them on their whole the whole thing. They they deserve that, and I've been hard on. Them. Uh, Sean with a W. What's going on, Sean? Zach with an
1: H has three Knicks jerseys. Frank R. J. Obi, Arg. Sean, your son needs to stop buying jerseys or buy jerseys of like Jalen Brunson. I, I, or actually, don't buy a Jalen Brunson jersey for your son, perhaps, because then that might be a sign of uh, things to come. I'm kidding. Buy him a, a, a Brunson jersey. That's a pretty safe bet.
2: Brunson's the safest jersey bet that you could make about a Knicks since
1: Jesus. Mellow, as Andrew just said it, but even then, that had—I was about to say—had <laughs> an expiration date to it. You know what I'd say, Sean? If you have American Express, buy as many jerseys as you want for your son because they have the uh, return policy.
2: That's oh the way yeah, you go that's right, yeah. The commercial with the yeah. Oh, your favorite player just got traded. That's a shame. Yeah, that's okay. Swap the jersey in. Uh, thanks, Sean. <laughs> that was still a Hall of Famer's jersey. Andrew would like me to point out. Yes. Uh, Sean, with another one, the front office that values value above all. Took a bath with this deal. I wonder if they, Leon and Tibbs, ever allow themselves to get boxed in like
1: this again. Um, I can answer. Sure. Yes. We just saw it with Cam Reddish and we've seen it with Obi Toppin. We're we're seeing the Knicks get squeezed on Is it I, I don't I don't want to sound rude when I say this, but more fringe rotation players. It's not about their the quality of the players, about the roles in which they are employing, but the Knicks don't prioritize those players. They prioritize the big fish. Tips kind of operates in that way where it's not a meritocracy. So the Knicks, I mean, they, it would be nice if it didn't operate quite like that. But the Knicks view it as if you're a great player, then we're going to value you highly, and if we don't feel you can make as much of an impact, we're fine taking the hit because of the fact that we focus more on the on the sink or swim. Uh, swim type players. If you feel like you're sinking a little bit, the Knicks aren't going to do everything they can to save you. They're going to still be like, well, we want to get this in check, but not at the risk of other players who are swimming really well at them sinking at any point. So I, I think it would happen again. It's just, it's not a priority for them. This, the priority for the Knicks has been and always will be how do we get the right best star in the building at a price point that we are comfortable with. And that's not going to change. And they're not going to care about the, the, you know, players who are a couple tiers below that and not making the profound impact that some of the other players are making.
2: And that should be their priority, by the way. Yeah, Um, Because it's not like they've ignored the other stuff. They've gotten a lot of the other stuff, right? They just haven't gotten all of it. Right. Uh, Mud teeth, uh, mud teeth. Obi versus Randall will be a fun matchup. Now, go get the guy they wish Obi was a wing who could defend the 3 4, hit 30% from, well, hopefully more than, more
1: 30, than that. percent hitting more than 30% from
2: yeah. 30%. Um, It will be a fun matchup. And man, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Obi gets one on, on Julius's head, you know, and that's not going to be a fun moment for anybody. Be fun one for Obi. Uh, hey, Vivek, what's going on, man? How you doing, buddy? Obi is a good guy, but we needed flexibility. Also, the retroactive judgment on the front office tips, etc., um, is moot. Like it or not, he was a top prospect in twenty twenty in the twenty twenty draft. The pick hinged on Randall sucking, but he didn't. Um, continued below. We got more from Vivek. Uh, I did, I don't disagree with any of that. I mean, I, I, I'll, the only thing I'll push back on before we get to I guess the rest of Vivek's comment is that he he was a top prospect and there was t- I remember that draft cycle there was talk about him going as high as 3rd um and i think part of the reason he fell were the exact concerns that still exist about him as a player now it's like he's a very specific player type he was on the older side so what does that mean for his long-term development and obviously the you know the defensive issues um yeah, there's a reason he fell to eighth. There's a there's a reason a guy that got picked ahead of him, Isaac Okoro, was a guy who was like a super big time project, but the tools were there, right? Continue. Um, this is the rest of it. Uh, once Tibbs solidified defense with a big man, Obi's ceiling was limited. and in issues with rebounding, defense, and not shooting well. And this is what you get. The rebounding part of it should not be forgotten. Obi's
1: for a power forward. He's not a great rebounder, which is yeah. One thing we haven't mentioned. I'm really glad. Look the Knicks obviously did not get good value from the eighth overall pick. I'm just glad that they didn't wind up trading up with Cleveland to the fifth pick, which had been rumored because imagine trading up to five using an asset when the Knicks didn't have a whole lot of them at their disposal to then trade Obi to potentially be in the same exact situation. That would be even worse. And it
2: might, we don't know this for sure. It might've been the quickly
1: pick that got them up to five. It could have been. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Alex, who is the indie GM? They've worked us twice. Got Halley for Sabonis when we were trying to get Randall to Sacramento. Wouldn't give us a first for Obi. Held firm. I, uh, I mean, based on the production Obi's given you... And, like, and that's the only other thing I just wanted to say. Like, the, and uh, the, listen, reasonable minds may differ on this one completely. But the notion that like all these GMs and, and the people that work in these front offices don't watch tape and aren't capable of looking what a guy does in 15 minutes a night, and extrapolating that out. And like the value for Obi was what his play dictated the value was. And you know who's worth the late first round pick? Josh Hart's worth the late first round pick. And Josh Hart's a more impactful player. Like, I'm not like based on what we've seen from Obi, I don't think it's crazy that they got two second rounders. Like, is there a world where they could have gotten a late first? I guess I, I'm i not sitting here being like, man, they, you know, Indy really squeezed the Knicks. And I, that's b- given all the
1: circumstances, I, I just don't see that that being the case. I mean, for me, it would have been two second-round second picks. Is I mean, look, at a certain point, yes, we're probably splitting hairs, but three, four-second-round picks in the sense of Hachimura, with less than a season to go, netted them three-second-round picks. So, look, I mean, again, it seems like splitting hairs. I do want to say in terms of with Randall and the Kings, my understanding is that the reason why Randall to the Kings did not happen was because the Knicks stood firm and that look, if if we're moving Randall, we want something more than what you're giving back. And what they very much wanted back was a player like De'Aaron Fox. And that wasn't something that the Kings wanted to do, and they didn't. So I, I don't I don't blame them. I would have kept De'Aaron Fox as well. Yeah.
2: Fair. Uh, Juan Cruz, what's going on, Juan? Thank you, KFS, for the amazing week leading up to free agency. You guys are the best. 48 to San Antonio for a traded player exception. Can the Knicks aggregate traded players exception? Unfortunately, they can't. Thanks again for all the fantastic work. Um, I mean, $18.9 million, that's a sizable traded player exception. Uh, big enough to fit a certain <laughs> certain Toronto wing into, uh, although I can't imagine that, that would be that would be that trade. Uh-huh. Hmm. Do, th-
1: do you think that there's a chance that, uh, that Fournier essentially creates a traded player exception? Sure. There's a chance. I just don't... If the Knicks are looking to aggregate in any way, they then need to add someone in with that traded player exception. So now they're looking for that a new salary to come in that can essentially fill that role and then aggregate that with another player to upgrade in subcapacity. capacity. It- and just for anybody who may
2: be a, a little confused by what Jeremy's saying, if they trade out Obi and they don't get a salary back, they don't have a quote unquote, like movable money that the the purpose of the money in and of itself is just money to be thrown into a trade. The closest thing they would have is the, the the player that is of value going out in the trade, whether it's an RJ Barrett or, well, that's the other problem. The only guy making the, the a significant amount of money on the team at that point would be RJ. And then you got to go down to Mitch and Hardenstein because you're, you know, and then it's rookie salaries other than your top two guys. So it, it does create, um, might create an
1: issue, might create an issue. That's a good, good question there. Shout out just a uh, real quick, Andrew put in the chat that we have 1200 people who are currently watching. So thank you all so much for tuning in. Really appreciate it. That's, uh, that's a lot. Especially on a Saturday afternoon, Eastern. I was about to say, time. <laughs> beautiful Saturday afternoon. <laughs> well, yeah, a little hazy, but, but good. Go it is a little lazy, lazy by you. Yeah, it's a it little lazy, yeah. lazy Brooklyn. Thanks, Canada.
2: Uh, yeah. Gee Hooper then. Win-win for all. Bad return for Obi. Uh, but Obi, sorry. Bad return. But Obi can flourish. Randall can breathe better. That's the that's the biggest thing. I, I really, I wonder, man, is Randall going to, if this feels like a monkey lifted off Randall's back. We'll see. And John's got one less thing to have to defend against Tibbs. I'm sure I'll have to come up with.
1: There'll be some stuff. There'll be stuff. You just made him GM yesterday. You'll you'll be fine. I'm gonna make him uh president tomorrow.
2: Leon's I, gonna step down. I wouldn't put it past you.
1: <laughs> you. Andrew writes
2: in the chat. Yeah, King. <laughs> yeah. King I'd <Thibodeau>. like <laughs> to see him wearing like a Burger King crown. That'd be funny. Uh brain XTC. Love Obi. Sad to see him go. Randall is too young and too talented to move on from. That, no disagreement. Uh wish we got a late first for him. It would have been nice. Uh, best wishes. We still need more talent. The one thing, though, and uh, and yes, we 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 do need more talent. Best wishes to you too, uh, Jeremy. You've been all over this, really, all offseason. The new CBA, um, the value of these second round picks, and and you're the one who's kind of poo pooing the return in the trade. But at the same time, I think you would agree that like. The, the seconds do have
1: value. I'm not trying to prop them up to be something they're not, but they're, there's, there's value to second round picks. Well, I'm poo pooing the quantity, but as I mentioned, yeah, like we still need to figure out what team, like which second round picks they are. Right. Because it, just for context, one of the picks that Indiana received was the Phoenix Suns 2028 20, second. That I would really love to have um, because I expect the Suns to be hot dog water by that point. So, like, if you're telling me that the Knicks could essentially get a pick that would be 31st, 32nd overall would be the same type of talent, probably in the same tier that you'd get at the end of the first round, but you get it for cheaper. That's a good value deal. I like that. Then at that point, you're basically saying, okay, well, Hey, the Knicks again, did not get good value for the eighth overall pick, but they found a way to get what is essentially a late first with better salary. But it's hard for me to argue for that because we don't know if that's the pick that's coming in. I would imagine that if the Knicks said, we will take fewer seconds that they would have to be good seconds. The one thing Aller has, right. That's yes. The one thing Aller has done a nice job of as I've mentioned, is he finds teams that are going to be in a vulnerable spot and tries to get the, the second round picks from those teams, knowing that they will rise higher. C2, for example, the Detroit Pistons second round pick in the 2024 draft, uh, likely the Jazz second round pick in the 2024 draft uh, and got rid of the ones to get into the, uh, like all of the second round picks he traded for Jalen uh, They weren't great picks, I believe either, or at least they weren't projecting to be that way. So I would imagine if you can, you know, in the moment right now, feels much worse. Once we get a little bit more clarity on it, we can have a deeper discussion.
2: And we will. Uh, thanks, Brian XTC. Oh, uh, dog. Obi stepped up in the playoffs. Both times Randall hasn't. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say Obi stepped up in the playoffs two years ago. Um, this year, Obi had some nice moments in the playoffs. Randall had some nice moments in the playoffs also. I wouldn't say that either of them gave you stuff to write home about, particularly.
1: Um, Obi had that one game where, I mean, w- in the first round, when Randall just awesome. could not do it and Obi stepped in so admirably, yep. that was a great moment.
2: I would say of the two, that was the best performance either of them put forth in the playoffs. I think that's fair to say, um, for sure. Um, he cannot have another failure of a playoffs as a two-time All-Star, people like to mention. Yeah, It's I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's it's a big part of his resume. Um, he, he needs to be better.
1: sure. Jazz no is trading uh, Damian Jones to the Cavs per Woj. Your boy
2: Damian Jones. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, he's on. Uh, he's on the Cavs now. That's not. It's a problem.
2: Yeah, uh, Robert Cross is back from war. It's your boy John. Not an Obi stand. Never have been. Julius gets a lot of grace here. Spotlight's going to be on number thirty from day one next year. Hashtag fifty
1: three wins. The spotlight's been on him. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hasn't been on on him for four years. It's been on him since the moment he signed that contract. Because he was, he was the, we didn't get Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving or any max player. So he is the face of what we're doing. And that first season was abominable. And it, yes, he is. he has, it, the light has been shining on him every single moment, except for now it's easier because you've Jalen Brunson and Jalen Brunson is able to make Randall go. And that's so much, that's everything.
2: I, I don't have anything to add. It's really well said, Danny Thomas. I would have moved Obi to Toronto. Um, OG and an Obi, maybe you put Fournier, Obi, and a couple first-round picks for OG. Um, nobody knows what Toronto's doing. We had a nice long discussion with Fred Katz of the Athletic last night about Toronto and and why nobody um, knows uh, what they're what exactly they're doing. Uh, Jay Crowder officially back to the Bucks. That had been reported. Um, I, I I mean. I'm, I don't want to put two unprotected next picks in a trade for OG and an OB and they ain't doing that trade. If it's protected picks um, or even one protected pick and like one unprotected next
1: pick, probably, probably, I don't know. Maybe my but, question is what minutes is OB getting in Toronto? in Toronto? I know Nick nurse isn't there anymore, but so many of the Raptors played an obscene amount of minutes. Maybe that changes, but with Pascal Siakam there, you think that Obi's not going to run into the same issue? That he would have run into in New York, where he's playing ahead of a guy who primarily plays the four. And when they're trying to maximize Barnes, and they're already one of the worst shooting teams in the NBA, and now they're adding Obi. I just, I don't see the appeal of your Toronto for why you're taking Obi and moving OG um, for this. I think they're going to want something better than this. And I mean, they're holding out for something better than this. It's as what Fred was saying yesterday. Masai has a price point either meet it or you don't. I I don't see this meeting the price point, even when I know time has passed. But if the Knicks offered, and the protections are still, we're trying to determine it and probably we'll never know. But if the Knicks offered three first round picks in some capacity for OG Ananobi, you have to imagine that even with time going through, they want more than this. To
2: that point, because you just brought it up, we don't have to do it, but like, how many teams in the NBA is Obi Toppin getting more than 20 minutes for? It's less than half.
1: It, uh, Yeah, it is. Especially because a lot of these teams either have just drafted fours or they have players who are simply all-star or, or legitimate starter level.
2: And I mean, the, the larger point is like a lot of players in the league, you put them on any roster, a lot of wings, you know, shot creating backups, guys who could be a six-man, seven-man type microwave guy off the bench who you put them on. Most rosters and like, oh, OK, there's a path for that guy to get at least 25 minutes. That's not the Pacers, obvious.
1: They were always the obvious yeah. target or one of. It's just it was not going to be for the first round picks that they had.
2: Uh, Max Dubs, 22. Ob is going to go nuts with Halliburton. I, I think he probably will be. Yes, the Knicks are an ISO team, but that's because of how Randall plays and Tibbs having no offensive creativity. Uh, the roster was built to run and we gave up Obi for
1: a bag of chips. Uh, was this roster was built to run? No, this one's not. Yeah. <laughs> the Pacers are built to run. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he's... I, I hope... I'm imagining that is what he was saying. Yeah, it's a perfect fit. Um, man, I, I can imagine what the Knicks are, are, would do uh, with a coach who actually had some offensive creativity after they were the third best offensive league last year. Bet, obviously, they would have been the runaway best offensive league if they had a coach with uh, some offensive creativity. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Hamdm, I'm telling you, the most important thing to me is stability. I want this front office and coach to stick around. I mean, I I share that opinion. I'm I'm, I'm I won't
1: speak for anybody else, but yeah, I share it. I I just have a far shorter leash on Tibbs than you do. Probably, correctly so. Uh,
2: Hamdm, thank you, man. King Tibbs, can I call him King Tibbs when I want, Andrew? let's 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 vet that one uh Hamdy with another one how do you think this impacts randall we spoke to this a little bit already i'm so into the mental aspect of sports i do think randall will feel more secure um i i don't was it ever that, that big of a deal this year though i mean it was definitely a big deal for previous season
1: um, Look, anytime you have it where you're hearing the player behind you's name get called up and you've had an all NBA season under your belt that can't feel good, especially for a player like Julius, where we know um, he's a little bit more sensitive to those types of things. So it's why I would imagine if the Knicks have a four that backs up uh, Randall, it might not be a designated four, right? It might be another player who can see a lot of time at the four, but it's not necessarily going to be this guy that they turn into that is, that they turn to who is, Beloved by fans in some capacity, uh, and I, like I don't blame the fans for that. It's, it's more circumstantial than anything. But having someone who can flex to that position versus having having someone who is siloed into that position, it's got to be better for Julius's mental.
2: And Andrew's reminding us in the chat: the stretch where uh, Julius Randall had a really, really good uh, stretch of games in December and January is when Obi was out, uh, coincidentally or otherwise. Uh, it made him an all-star. Yeah, probably did, actually, because he wasn't really in the conversation before that. Thanks, Andy. Uh, JuanSex51, how hard is it to consolidate seconds for a first? It's not that
1: hard. Uh, well, it depends. Depends what the seconds are. Depends what the first is you're trying to get. And it depends on when the transaction is going. Because like if it's the draft, you're more easily going that's to be able to do that. If it's outside why, of yes. the draft, it's uh, you probably have some players that need to be moved. Typically, you don't move future draft picks for upcoming draft picks until the draft would happen.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you have the 32nd and 36th pick in the draft and you're trying to get, you know, 28 or 27 or something, you, you do that. But again, you're not going to know what those picks are until draft night. Um, Sam Garcia's dad happy for OB bad asset management. We still need a three point shooter. Well, mm-hmm. I'll shout out Fred who's been writing about it and talking about it all offseason. season. It's not about getting, I mean, getting Devin here is going to help, but that's not going to meaningfully change they're spacing in big moments based on the guys who play a lot of minutes here. There is more heavy-duty roster construction, reconstruction to to be done, perhaps. Okay. Sean with a W, November 1st. If Randall sucks, will MSG chant Obi? Oh, man. I hope not. I hope not. I hope I hope.
1: Let's 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 try. I'll oh, p- try positive towards Mister Mister Randall. I'd say only if Obi and the Pacers are playing at MSG in November first. Oh that would that would almost be worse. Um, Has to Dylan, eventually. yeah, Dylan Chop Charles. Yeah, was that good? Yeah, I feel like there's more of an elongated R, you know, but that feels forced. No, not if you do it naturally. <laughs> yeah, Cl- closer. I like how I'm somehow the arbiter of this, but which yes, is, you know, classic <laughs> appropriation. Uh, continue. I created a monster with this yesterday. Sorry, not
2: sorry. You should not be sorry. No. I can't wait for the, I wonder what my wife thinks I'm doing out here saying these noises. I, I can't wait for summer league. It'll be dogs fighting for that four spot. Um,
1: the four spot in the summer league. What are we yeah. about? <laughs> I think it's going to be locked up uh, by the time summer league rolls around. Uh, at worst case, I say a Roby. Time. Oh, okay. Third, I I you sure. know, yeah. but yeah. I'd give him the the edge and third string four for sure. Maybe second, but I'm expecting someone else. As Andrew's saying, now it's J- uh, Jacob Toppin. That'd be kind of oh, ironic yeah. if it were, uh, you know, Randall had to deal with another Toppin champ. I'm surprised Jacob wasn't part of this, this, tri- this trade. <laughs> um,
2: Robert's back. Two time all, all NBA, and he's worried about a backup. Get the F out of here. Like BD. GK says, dude is built on sand. Hashtag 53 wins. He, he's he's not a perfect star by any stretch of the imagination. No one's going to... I'm not going to argue that, but he is the one that this front office inherited. And I know there are people out there who are uncomfortable when you talk about players as assets. And it's it, I, I understand why that is. I'm not trying to make it seem like that, but the most important thing an NBA front office has to do is asset management. And if you, if you inherit a guy like this and you see him do what he did in the, you know, when Leon took over um, that first season. And I, again, I've said like, that's when you should have traded him. We don't know what they could have gotten by a trade at that time. It's just again, team building is hard. It is, me- it is it is fraught with inconveniences upon inconveniences and the best front offices deal with those inconveniences often by making unpleasant and um, unpopular decisions. And today is certainly an example of one of those. Well said. <laughs> thank you, sir. No problem. <laughs> Jeremy, thank you. Uh, this was this was good. This was therapeutic, perhaps more so than most live streams. Uh, thank you for tuning in to this emergency live stream. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel you are currently watching and like slash share this video. If you're listening later, uh, perhaps on a podcast, please leave a five star rating and a kind review. Um, do not channel uh, me yelling at Robert. Channel uh, the the glowing super chats that were speaking highly of Obi Toppin, and we'll remember him fondly in your review that you will hopefully write for this channel.
1: Anything else? He's still alive. That's the Obi Toppin's still with him. He is still alive. Yeah. He's he's he went to heaven. Basketball. I don't know if for him. I was gonna say Indianapolis is probably not exactly heaven here. But um yeah, thank you all for joining. Really appreciate being here so spontaneously. Had a lot of fun with this one. I'm glad we could put it to bed. Hopefully the Knicks are able to make subsequent moves, preferably soon, because I don't really want to have to keep waiting. And I'm sure a lot of other people are like this too. So uh thank you again. I'll talk to you soon. And uh Thank you to Andrew for doing this on his phone. Oh, yeah. Thanks,
2: way. Andrew. GMAC. We'll tell, the, we'll tell the full story of how GMAC has done this uh, on his end later. Uh, all right. Peace out, everybody. Have a good day.